Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so good to be with you today. I'm Jenna Layden, your host. I'm also the founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. And this is an episode that is being posted for both the Star Family Wisdom podcast and the Supernatural Souls podcast, depending on which one you listen to. This is an update on what's going on with me post-October. The last you heard from me, I was about to go to India again for another journey, another period of seeking and transformation and to celebrate Navaratri, which is a nine night, almost two week celebration of the Divine Mother. And this was a culminating journey, it felt like. And I'm doing a an audio only episode today because I'm still in this just incredible integration period. So I wanted to have no distraction with the camera and and you'll hear a little bit about my reflection on the material world <laughs> as we continue this conversation. But this last month in October and this journey to India felt like this really big culmination point of all of the work I've done this year within the divine lineage. I started engaging the divine lineage in late, I think it was late February of 2023. And that was after a long period, a multi-year period of exploration and and deep transformation work, not just exploration, but really engaging ancient spiritual systems for the purpose of transformation. So I had been on that journey for quite a while and, and doing the work to call back my power, doing the work to understand whatever karma I was carrying in this life, to understand my soul, who I am, what I've done in other lifetimes and what that means for this lifetime. So after engaging the divine lineage this year for many months and i'll circle back to a few experiences which i'll probably talk about in a little more detail later in the coming months after i've I've integrated some more but after this period of engaging the lineage and really in a lot of ways pausing everything else in my life and going into a period of deep silence a period of isolation a period of intense yogic practice this journey to india in october felt like a really important moment this year because of some experiences that had already been happening and experiences i had already been integrating and as i've been on this journey i've also been aware of the fact that to reach the ultimate state of liberation or to reach whatever our soul's highest cosmic destiny is does require us to go all in you know it requires us to have that faith and that trust and answer the call when we're called and so i'd gotten called to this india trip and and there were a, a series of synchronicities that made that very clear. And, and I've been willing to do what it takes to 
to at least see see where my soul was supposed to go <laughs> with with this transformation journey to see what sort of transformation my soul was capable of and so i went all in again on this india trip and and was excited about it and and this was going to be a a trip to journey to various power spots i was going with laura stone if you haven't seen the episode i did with her recently on the supernatural souls podcast check it out she shares some really cool and beautiful experiences of her time with swami sri kaleshwar in india and her years of becoming within the lineage. And so I was I was planning to go to India with her group, go to some power spots, go to the ashram for 10 days and and be there doing intense, you know, work and and a week before the trip I had been working through some you know, various transformation things, karmic clearing and continuing to, to rewire my mind for divine truth and dispel, you know, negative and limiting beliefs and just all of that stuff that we do in the transformation process. I was, I was moving through a phase of that, that, um, that felt really good, but was, you know, also challenging me in some ways. And, and I was continuing to talk to the divine mother i had you know started engaging in that relationship in a deeper way this year and and you know i was in this place of seeking and and you know thinking that you know maybe on this india trip i would i would reach whatever state i had been seeking this year and it was a week prior to the india trip that I remembered something that had happened when I first got to Sedona. When I first got to Sedona, I had felt called one day to this particular hiking spot and I was just out exploring. And before I knew it, I stumbled upon this clearing that kind of overlooked this rock kind of ledge. And there was a beautiful tree and I decided to go sit and meditate under that tree. And this, I think, would have been at like the end of 2021. And I was sitting under that tree and had been meditating for a little bit. And all of a sudden, this woman walked up and she said, oh, you found my spot. <laughs> and I said, oh, goodness, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I was in your spot. And she ex- she said, you know, no big deal, not at all, not, you know, anything to worry about. I'll go meditate over here. But she explained that this spot was the place she had been coming to for like decades and it was her meditation spot and i had zoned in on the energy of that spot and she also explained that she did teaching and transformation work with people within the context of kuan yin the divine mother so she worshiped the form of divine mother that's kuan yin and and she started explaining that she had a course coming up and 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 she was you know explaining all about it and and i remember after that meeting i went and looked that up and 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 just kind of started taking in you know what this woman was offering i ended up not engaging in it but when i went back 
to this spot a week before the India trip, I, I remembered this moment with this woman and I remembered that this was one of the times Divine Mother started calling to me. And so a week before this India trip, I'm in this seeking place, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Divine Mother, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting, I'm needing, you know, some clarification on some of the work I was doing. And I remembered this spot, this, this spot in Sedona that is clearly a power spot. And so I went back to it and I took a rose with me and and I was in a little bit of a bumpy place on that day, like just, you know, kind of expressing things to Divine Mother and just just letting 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 out what I needed to let out, you know, talking about the human experience, talking about the enlightenment process within the context of the human experience and all of that. And and I I got to the spot and I had a significant Divine Mother experience at that spot. And it was just this, I'm not going to explain all of the detail yet, that'll come later, but this was a very like supernatural, obviously supernatural moment. But, but when I got to the spot, I remember looking up in the sky and the sun was out and the moon was also out. And I quickly did the sun and the moon mantras. And then I got into my seated position under the tree. And then I did a heart and third eye mudra with each hand and then i started engaging a particular mantra which just with the intention of connecting with her in whatever way you know was best just just honoring the journey honoring the woman who had developed that power spot honoring the fact that i had found it and that i could come back to it and, I, and then that i was just remembering it again and just honoring the whole journey and not expecting anything to happen but just getting into a meditative state and then boom, an experience happened that was quite profound. And, the, and I remember saying, oh, mother, you surprised me. <laughs> you know, like I thought I had to go to India for this. I thought that there was this next, you know, next big set of, you know, like work that I, I needed to do to have that experience that I just had with you. And, and so the week prior to this India trip, I'm, I'm processing this and I'm, I'm, you know, starting to integrate that experience and also looking forward to the India trip. And my mother was coming to Sedona to stay with my cats for part of the time while I was gone. And so we could see each other for a few days before I left, which also felt important. Like I had kind of planned that a month prior thinking, you know, this is a trip where I'm really focused on connection with the divine mother to the divine feminine aspect of creation, really understanding mother's energy in deeper ways. And what better way to, you know, honor the divine mother than spending time with my mother prior to that. So, so my mother was coming to Sedona and as soon as she got to Sedona, this is like two days before the India trip, I got sick. I got a, some sort of stomach bug, some sort of stomach issue. And, and, and this is like the day before the trip. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you know, what do I do? I, 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 I probably could make it work, but, 
should I, you know, like, is that even the right thing to do? Maybe I should just not go. And so I'm, I'm like up in the middle of the night contemplating what to do while I'm kind of in some pain (laughs) and, and all of a sudden it hits me you know, going to India a third time was a nice to have. It would have been nice. It would have been great to spend time with that group. And I did get to spend time with Laura's group on Zoom, you know, a couple of times prior to the trip. So that was beautiful to to engage with that group. But the idea of needing to go to these power spots to acquire more power, to to expand my consciousness in the ways that I was hoping it would shift. That was all an illusion. Like that was not necessary ultimately. And so, so I made the last minute split decision to stay home and to just do Navaratri by myself. You know, I'd had some really significant evolution and experiences this year and you know maybe that sort of extensive travel actually wasn't conducive for the type of integration and work that i needed to do at this point so i'm like having all of this understanding come to me the the night before the india trip and so so i end up canceling and staying home and and then spending a few days with my mother, which felt good, you know, again, prior to kicking off all of the Navaratri festivities, which in, for those who aren't familiar, which includes fire ceremonies and, and just a lot of your own process work, engaging these yogic systems, yantras, mantras, um, getting into meditative states, potentially getting into supernatural states to have experiences that are divine in nature. So, so I spent time with my mother prior to this and just let, you know, the, the little sickness that was happening, give me a cleansing (laughs) before Navaratri. I was grateful for that. You know, anytime we get sick, it's an upgrade. It's just, it's giving our body the chance to become more resilient. It's giving us the chance to integrate, um, energies that need to integrate. So, you know, I'm never, I'm never in a, a real grumpy mood when it comes to an illness these days. I, I see it as a good thing. So, so I ended up staying home. <laughs> I ended up not going to India. And so I, I spent this last month in my own space in a lot of silence, going really, really deep in these processes. And you know, someone had asked on a recent episode of the Supernatural Souls podcast, they had commented and asked about how I felt I was doing with my mission in this life. Because I had explained on the Star Family Wisdom podcast off and on over the last year or so, well, two years now almost, um, I've explained that I had become aware of what my soul had done in other lifetimes 
or I was becoming aware <laughs> of many things my soul had done in other lifetimes. I was becoming aware of what my soul was meant to do in this lifetime. And there was a particular mission at hand, and that mission was becoming the new human. That mission was to engage these transformational systems and practices in such a way that I would potentially get to that state of transcendence that i would potentially be able to transcend physical reality and and duality and 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 truly achieve that oneness state of consciousness that is possible and And so, <laughs> so someone had asked me about like how that mission was going recently and would I share an update? So I think this is an update. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it other than that. It is. One of the most profound extraordinary things to experience. And I'm so grateful for the journey. And it was hard <laughs> in many ways, as it should be, <laughs> as it should be. I now recognize the, the level of power that is possible you know, I'm again, I'm still integrating, I'm, I'm still growing, I'm still transforming, but I've, I have experienced what is possible in terms of reaching that unity state of consciousness in terms of true God consciousness realization. And and so I'm kind of in, I'm in a place right now where I'm not exactly sure what comes next. The mission will continue, <laughs> but that was the big part of it was doing the transformational work to shed all of the old programming, all of the old paradigm ways of operating and to embody true oneness and and so again today is a video or an audio only episode no video because i'm i'm currently fluctuating <laughs> and i'm like i'm navigating this like fluctuation between states of bliss and unity and then kind of back into separation and i'm i'm working on holding that state of oneness continually that that's the goal now <laughs> and And, you know, I've also recognized that the mission has also been accomplished because during the Navaratri event, some of you are following the Divine Mother Center. If you're not, go check them out. There will be links below in the show notes. The Divine Mother Center has carried on the teachings and and sharing of the ancient practices that Saint Sri Kaleshwar brought to the world, revealed to the world in his lifetime. And, and they've done an excellent job of making this wisdom accessible. And, and there's a lot about 
supernatural experiences that people you know witnessed embodied participated in during saint shri kaleshwar's life that had not been talked about up until now that had been kind of kept under wraps and and for good reason you know when the, the the explanation there is when we're engaging really high divine positive energies and when we start to talk about them and this is key to the manifestation process too when we're engaging the divine and we're in a process when we start to talk about it it gives maya it gives negative illusions the opportunity to take hold and throw you off course <laughs> it you know it gives the negativity that is in the creation something to go after essentially right so so saint shri kaleshwar had instructed everyone to keep you know experiences close to the vest for a long time until they had been integrated so there were a lot of experiences within this lineage that had not been talked about yet and something beautiful started to happen during navaratri some really incredible unity started to occur within this lineage again which is really important and and the folks who run the divine mother center started bringing people forward to share about their experiences and that is so important for us to know what's possible for us to to shift our consciousness by you know being sacred witnesses for others and and we're in a day and age where a lot of people are having you know supernatural experiences ndes out-of-body experiences you name it and a lot of people are out there talking about them and so you know this lineage holds a body of knowledge and a body of experiences that are you know critical for serious spiritual seekers critical for them to understand what's possible and so so back you know during the summer after my second india trip or no before the second india trip i had started to get these downloads about doing the supernatural souls podcast and i was talking to the the big bosses the saints and masters you know who came before us like really you want me to do this <laughs> like are you sure you know like who i'm a nobody who am i to do this you know and but i had the podcast skills i've already been doing it you know, it would be something that could easily come into the creation and it could start to open the door a little, you know, to share some experiences. So we've been doing that over the last couple of months, slowly, but surely, you know, getting some of those experiences published, some of those interviews with people who've had experiences. And then this happened during Navaratri, which was so incredible. And and for for those who don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about when I say experiences or supernatural things I'm talking about things like God showing up in physical form in front of someone. To engage and have a conversation. We're talking about people having these direct communion experiences we're talking about instantaneous manifestation and transformation of one form into another we're talking about some of the the highest level supernatural things that are possible 
And so, so this year, as I started to engage the divine lineage, it, you know, became clear that, you know, I had some sort of role to play in, you know, kind of pushing, pushing folks out of their comfort zones, or at least opening the door, you know, to talk about experiences. And, and so, so that door is open now, which is so cool. And, and I'm excited to, to talk more about that and have more interviews. We'll, we'll continue this journey and we'll just take it at whatever pace <laughs> the divine mother wants us to take it at, you know, I'm just allowing what wants to flow to flow, what wants to die away to die away. And I'm in a, like I said, a, a fairly significant integration period right now. So, so over, you know, the November and December months, we've got, I'm in America and the U S we've got, you know, American holidays and, and we've got Indian holidays we're celebrating. We've got lots of holidays around the world we're celebrating. And so, um, you know, we'll probably publish a few more episodes over the next couple of months, but, but use these couple of months to, to really gear up for what wants to come next year. And I'll share one th- experience that happened during Navaratri, just to give you an example. So I'm not being like totally mysterious about, you know, the things that have, have happened that I'm integrating. But when I talk about reaching that, you know, oneness state of consciousness, that true unity state of consciousness where you are one with everything, it's like we hear people talk about that all the time. Like there's a lot of teachers out there talking about a lot of stuff that I now recognize they have not embodied. <laughs> and that's okay. Like we've got to start somewhere. And, and, and I think a lot of times I did this, you know, like we start teaching because we're seeking and we're learning and we're sharing what we're learning. And that's beautiful. That's important. But to, to, to truly do the work, you know, to come into these states of consciousness, you kind of got to stop doing some of that stuff. So I've kind of stopped doing that for at least this last month. And I've been a little inconsistent this year with my teaching and podcast work for that reason. But during Navaratri, you know, we were doing so many fire ceremonies, you know, and, and people were posting about these beautiful, you know, experiences, synchronicities, things happening in nature that were being witnessed that were, you know, signs of energy moving and signs of the divine, you know, being present and all of that. And we're getting close to the end of Navaratri. And and I've started to break through that barrier. I've started to break through that that place of division, that place, you know, where we go from separation into oneness consciousness. And I'm I'm aware of this because I'm feeling it. I'm very clearly, you know, in that state and it's blissful, it's beautiful. And and I start listening to a talk by Ramakrishna of the Paramashiva Yoga Center in Blanco, Texas. And he's talking about the lineage and Sri Kaleshwar and, and Sri Kaleshwar's master, Shirdi Sai Baba, and some of the you know supernatural abilities that they had. And he starts talking about how like they would just reach their hand right into the fire, no big deal, you know, like wouldn't get burned. And 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 I'm just in this like altered state of consciousness at this point. I'm just list kind of just 
you know, kind of fading in and out, listening, listening to him. And all of a sudden, as he's talking about this fire connection that Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba have or had, I'm sure they still have it. <laughs> um, I had this moment of being like, ah, oh, I can do that. I know how to do that. I'm one with the fire. And I should also say, I think fire is my best element. <laughs> you know, if we have one that we're like, you know, most connected to, we've worked the most with, I worked the most with fire in my shamanic practice prior to engaging the lineage. So I already had a, a pretty good relationship with fire. And I think water second, I've, I've gotten to a point where I'm, you know, I'm balancing, you know, I've gotten them all balanced, but, but those were my, my two, you know, that I worked with the most, I think. And so all of a sudden I'm just, you know, hearing about Sri Kleshwar and Shorty Sai Baba playing with the fire. And I'd heard about this before, but, but now I'm in this different state of consciousness all of a sudden, and I'm realizing I can, I can do that. Like, I think I can do that. And, it, and it's less of a thought and more of a feeling at that point. And I had a candle on the table with me as I'm watching this talk. And I'm, I'm clearly in this just kind of floating, supernatural, altered state of consciousness. I just start putting my fingers in the flame. <laughs> and, and I could start playing with fire. Now, this was, you know, we're talking baby steps here. I'm not putting my whole hand into a, a fire pit, but, but I was able to just start playing with the fire and like letting it linger a little bit. And I noticed because I, you know, I've still been, I've been in this place of straddling, you know, that state of consciousness between, you know, going kind of back and forth between separation and unity. So if I was in that right unity state of consciousness, no big deal. You know, I could just put my fingers in the flame, <laughs> you know, didn't hurt. But if I started to think about it, if I started to get my mind out of that unity state of consciousness all of a sudden, and really all it took was thinking about it, then boom, I would start to feel the heat. I'd start to feel a, a twinge of pain. And so, so I kind of played with that a little bit that night off and on like just noticing just noticing you know what it felt like to just kind of not think about it and just be in that oneness state and be one with the fire and then noticing what would happen when i would think about it and and i have photos of my my fingers just like covered in soot <laughs> from like being in the flame but they're not burned and 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 i've had repeatable results with this because then post Navaratri I had some some energy shifting and some some stuff getting you know cleared and cleansed some negative stuff coming up and and I fell back into that separation state of consciousness and could you know, very instantly you know realize it did not take much you know to get close to the flame and start feeling the heat and start feeling the burn but then once I'm back in the unity state of consciousness, no big deal. You know, I don't feel heat. So, so that's an example of what we're talking about here of what's possible. And that's like, I guess, just a fun little example of kind of testing, you know, these states 
of consciousness and and ultimately you know that's not what it's all about right like that's just a a city that's a a fun outcome (laughs) of you know being in a, a oneness state of consciousness but as i've reflected on this journey and and as i was kind of coming out of the navaratri energies or integrating them over this last week all i could think about was just love <laughs> you know like cuz that is ultimately all there is beyond this illusion right we know that like we can intellectualize so much without truly embodying it and and i just kept thinking you know about how much goes on in this world (laughs) even our engagement on social media even the amount of youtube content the amount of posts the amount of words people you know share (laughs) i am just i'm like sitting back in observation of it all and i'm just astounded by the illusion (laughs) it's incredible and i just keep thinking about how often our actions and our engagement with the world around us is not coming from a place of true unconditional love. So that's what I've been reflecting on, you know, and I've been reflecting on that within the context of how I want to continue showing up because I recognize that, you know, a lot of the content I posted and have shared and created through Star Family Wisdom, it was kind of threefold, you know, partially it was my integration process of integrating memories, wisdom, learnings, transformation processes, and then sharing that with others. It was partially seeking, you know, it was, it was uh, part of my practice, you know, over the last couple of years as I've been on this journey of seeking, it's, been, it's helped me move forward in that process. And then there's also been a mission at hand, you know, I was, I was meant to share this with others and in large part, you know, the mission, and I think this is true for many light workers, advanced souls, star seeds on this planet. The mission is to become the new human. The mission is not to fight against, you know, the system, the mission is not to fight against anything. The mission is to become the new human. The mission is to transcend all that and, and then be helpful, right? It doesn't mean we disengage from the world completely, but we then find a way to be, to be helpful and engage from a place of unconditional love. And in that process, we're just facilitating healing left and right. (laughs) So that's a great thing. So I've been, you know, just reflecting on all of that and, 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 you know, recognizing that a lot of what I've, you know, churned out over the last couple of years at times was from this place of seeking or at times was from this place of I felt like I had to do that or I needed to do it or, or it was still coming from an ego place maybe, you know, to share an opinion. And, and so so I've just been reflecting on all of that and, and reflecting on just how often, you know, we get caught up in the material illusions of life 
and we're forgetting about or we're resisting you know how love wants us to move and act and so so as i've you know come out of navaratri and i've been reaching new levels of awareness and as i've been in this integration process I'm recognizing and that, you know, this will all evolve, this will change, but I really have had like no desire to like share anything, to post anything, to write an email, like just have no need for it. You know, like I've just let go of it all and that feels good. <laughs> you know, like it, it's awesome to be in that place and also a little odd, you know, cause you're like, okay, now what, <laughs> now what do I do? But I also recognize that as I continue integrating, I do think there's going to be aspects of my journey I can continue to share that will be helpful for others, and I will do that. And I'm not going to just churn out a bunch of content, and I'm not going to just put things out to try to get someone to sign up for something or buy something. I'm just not in that place. You know, I I was kind of in that place at the beginning of Star Family Wisdom, and then that's been fading a lot as this year has progressed. You could probably tell that if you've been following along closely or are are on the email list. But, yeah, I'm just kind of done. (laughs) You know, like there's like this part of myself that sees all of the content that's out there i'm like it's all out there you know there's no there's nothing i can say i can probably help connect some dots for people sure but there's nothing new that i can say it's all already available like it's all already out there it just has to be found and engaged with in the right way and and i think what i'll probably end up focusing on are the more personal aspects of our journey, right? Because all of the wisdom is out there for the purpose of gaining enlightenment. But how, you know, our very personal journey for our soul unfolds and the clues and synchronicities and illusions and karmas that are playing out in that personal journey, that's where the mastery part comes in. Like that's where it requires true levels of mastery to navigate those illusions to navigate those karmas to see through the illusion to to follow the clues and follow the signs and and open yourself to the right energies at the right times for that purpose of you know spiraling up in the ascension process so so i think you know i'll probably focus on that in the future and and explaining you know some of the behind the scenes of that process that i've engaged because i think that might be helpful but (laughs) but you know there's just a lot out there and and i'm also recognizing that you know so much of the spiritual community has also still succumbed to this hustle culture like it's just the same culture just now with spiritual words (laughs) you know like I'm just over it. I'm just over it and finding the humor in it all. And 
and and and what's funny i guess and interesting about it all is that like once you have reached that ultimate level of transcendence you know like you've had that experience it it is kind of like nothing matters anymore you know it, it it's like everything matters and nothing matters it's like all that matters is love all that matters is <laughs> you know like holding the kingdom of heaven energies and expanding that in ways that are possible and anyway now i'm just processing with you so <laughs> so so that's what's going on with me at this point i will you know again in time share details about what has occurred this year i've shared a little bit off and on so you have a sense you know of some of the the supernatural possibilities that come with with this work but i'm just so grateful i'm just so grateful for the journey and and for those who are serious about this journey you know reaching that ultimate level of transcendence like it's it's a hard journey you know it's not meant to be easy so you know no matter where you're at in that process if you're if you're going through hard stuff i see you i i know what that's like and it's all ultimately worth it it is you know there were moments over this last couple of years i was in a ball on the floor <laughs> crying and like asking you know for the negative illusions to stop like there was there were moments it almost broke me there were moments but i guess it's like that old saying you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> you know like it is all ultimately meant to help us become more resilient and and we can't break through that illusion of separation or i guess we can't this is a realization i had to be able to experience the true kingdom of heaven to truly experience heaven we have to have experienced hell because we live in a universe of duality and to attain full god you know realization of self we have to have had ex for the most part you know all experiences within the creation you know we we have to have had a taste of all of those and integrated them and hell is part of that right we have both in this creation both are possible and to balance the polarities and come back into that state of true center where we transcend the polarities and find that one the state of consciousness we have to have experienced the hard stuff so so some of you might be experiencing that now and that's why you know like it's necessary it's necessary it's going to become more clear in time you know why those experiences happened and why they're playing out 
and then heaven is possible. And that's what we're here to do. You know, we're, we're here to remember the experience of heaven that is possible in a human body and allow that to happen. And there's so much heavy programming on this planet that has prevented humans from experiencing that. But we're at a really cool time right now. We're at a really cool time right now. It's intense. There's so much, so much hell type of things, you know, playing out on the planet, which is awful to witness. And once we've broken through that, which we will at some point collectively, the flip side of that, you know, what's possible is so beautiful. And we may not experience that collectively in our lifetimes, but in the work we're doing, the work you're doing just by being here, the work you're doing by engaging your spiritual practices, the work you're doing by ascending slowly but surely is helping us get there eventually. It's so hard for us as humans to put our one little lifetime in the context of the great year or within the context of a yuga or within the context of all of the yugas and a cycle of yugas it's it's so difficult for us to take the human lifespan and and understand our role in that human lifespan within this gigantic larger context of time and and karmic cycles it's hard to do but when we practice that, when we can attempt, you know, to to put in perspective how our one lifetime may be contributing to a much larger cycle coming to completion or shifting, that's a really cool thing to be a part of. And when we're stuck in our human dramas and our, you know, stuff that comes up, it's easy to forget that. But we're all playing such an important role right now, just being here and doing what we're doing. And I just think it's incredible. It's like, you know, again, in the human context, we kind of forget about it. But from a soul context or a galactic context, if you're a star seed, you know, who is who has volunteered to come to Earth as a soul right now. That is one of the most loving acts of kindness that you as a soul are doing for this creation. It's just being here and being on the spiritual path on this planet, on a planet where, you know, everything's kind of working against that right now. Like that is the biggest act of service and love. So I come back to that reflection on love to wrap up. It's, it's something I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like, what are we doing if we're not allowing our actions to be driven from love? Like, what's the point? Then we're only contributing to destruction. So while, while we're here to engage in the material and play in the material world, like that's part of this experience, it has to be from a place of love. It, all, it just all has to be from a place of love. And that may seem obvious, <laughs> but like, isn't that, isn't that funny? Like that's like the irony and the funny part of this whole like transcendence and enlightenment process. Once, 
once you're kind of starting to reach that place, then it just comes back to love. It's that simple. <laughs> it's like, it's like the creation is so complex and also so simple. It's so interesting. So with that, I will stop my rambling for today and leave, leave you with that update. I love you. I'm so grateful we've done this together. I'm so grateful you've been with me on this journey. Thank you for following along. Thank you for sharing about your experiences and we'll see where we go from here. We will let love move us in the direction it wants to move us. Bye for now.